Is you... <laughs> How are you sitting down? You in the, you, you in the closet then? Yep. Uh, what's up, y'all? I'm in my recording studio. What's popping? What's popping? They hating on me. What's going uh, on, man? Oh, no, y'all know I'm finna tell y'all what's going on. I'm I'm just doing the intro. That welcome to uh say what, bruh. Uh Mike, James, that's PO. Let me tell y'all what's going on, man. We was pre gaming. So PO been doing boot camp this week. Yeah. And that if bullshit. y'all listened on Monday night during training camp. He took it literally, literally, and took his ass to training camp for real, and his ass is hurting over there. He down bad. Yeah, he down bad. Man, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take an ice bath as soon as we done recording. All you got to do is you get, you, you, you get used to it, man. You going to put some Epsom salt in there? Man, ice and Epsom salt, baby. I'm going to soak for about 10 minutes if I can make it. Nigga, about 62. Before I ask you this question, man, let let me welcome to the show, y'all. It's the usual. I gotta tell y'all, man, it, this is a good day. Football is back, and not only, oh, man. yeah, the Hall of Fame game is on. I'm tripping. And guess what today is, man? Uh, August the second. No, it's not. The third. It is. It's the third asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. It's black. It's Black Business Month. <laughs> yes, August is Black Business Month, and on top of that, today, Thursday, August third, it's National Watermelon Day. Uh, I don't know about that. I know that's like Juneteenth two point to a few of y'all. Somebody probably called out to eat watermelon today. <laughs> Do you know y'all eat watermelon? Ass and ate some watermelon, man. I don't like watermelon. I don't, I don't watermelon. like. I don't like watermelon. I don't eat watermelon. That's nasty. I mean, it ain't nasty, oh, but it's just not. It's not nothing that. I mean, you know, it. It didn't have no real taste. I'm like, what the fuck am I eating? It's, man, water, watermelon flavored uh, uh, lollipops, man, busting. Ah, it, it, are you talking about blow pops? Jolly yeah. Ranch, yeah, blow pops, blow jolly ranches, man. man. I, yeah, I eat all that. But when I was little, I, we had that discussion, I think, on last week's show. Stuff that we don't eat now that we ate earlier. I don't eat watermelon no more. I never did. Y'all niggas weird. I never did. My moms and pops and them, they used to, oh, uh, over my big mama house, they used to go tear us a watermelon, sprinkle salt on, spitting our seeds and stuff. Like, what, what going on? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, I was man, nice juice of watermelon, man. A little salt. I'm gonna this game on. It's on NBC, man. Who the hell let a game come on NBC? It's the preseason, bro. Who gives a shit? The opening day game is gonna be on NBC. Well, uh, who playing the opening day game? Is that uh Detroit and Kansas City? And Kansas City, yeah. All right. Black Business Month, baby. Black Business Month, man. Yeah, shout out to all the black entrepreneurs. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is going to be a good month. Not not only is it a good month, man, it's a good day. Of course, I always got my brothers, P.O. and James with me, man. But, you know, we done branched out. We got a guest today. Uh-oh, we moving up in the world. Yeah, man, we moving up in the world, man. 
guy. He mean a lot to me, man. He like a brother to me. Got the coolest last name ever, too, man. Last I don't name. know how to pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> last name is Delafosse. That's how you say it. Delafosse. Yeah. Shadow Barber, man. Shadow Barber is it's on the <laughs> what's going on, fellas? How y'all doing today, man? We're good, though, man. What's up? What's poppin'? <laughs> I just got to say before we even get started, not eating watermelon in 2023 is crazy. Savage. First of all, we still Thank beefing you, anyway because you ain't even on the uh, bowling team, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> man, I need to get back to it. I done fell in love with golf now, though. Oh, for real? Damn, man, I'm talking about absolutely obsessed with it. I wanna, I wanna play. I do wanna play. I wanna just go out there and play. I've been to the, uh, to the driving range, but that's about it. I wanna get out there. And yeah, I heard it's fun. I, I wanna try it myself. Take a I day just can't and see play. myself just being outside in the hot sun. For oh my god! Well, let me ask you, Nate. Is it, is it therapeutic? A lot of people say it's like therapeutic, like it's a getaway. Is that true? Yes and no. So when you first start and you get out there, like you said, the weather conditions and the fact that you absolute trash because you're just not starting, it could it could be a little frustrating. Yeah, frustrating in the beginning. But if like I think everybody on this podcast pretty much got a competitive nature about them, that will make you keep going because it's it's something that you not good at right off the back. So it'll make you want to keep going to chase getting yeah. better. Oh, but yeah. when you start to get better, it's extremely therapeutic. Because once you, in between shots, I'll put it to you like this. In between shots, you can have you something to sip or you can have you some water, whatever, whatever floats your boat. You can have you a cigar. You can have you a bowl. You, you, whatever floats your boat, okay? Whatever vices you need to float your boat, in between them shots and you out in the in the landscape, once the car moving, you got this breeze in your face. It's the chill environment, man. Hey, see, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, see, I figured it'd be frustrating at first because that's kind of like James in fantasy football, though. Wait, whoa, whoa! First of all, before you go there, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know where the hell you going with it. But before you go there, hey, you Nate, saw uh, it, nigga, that's where he going. Uh, boy, I get one. I get one bad year, and this nigga, boy, I tell two, you, two, two, hey, two. You had one good year, bro. No, I had two good years. First of all, I'm fifty percent. We've been anyway five eight, years. One, one for five. Eight, that's that's uh, what. Two <laughs> out of five. And when you That's shoot three point, grade, bro. hey, look here, third, hey, in, in three point land, forty percent is good. Anyway, hey Nate, <laughs> did you have a problem <laughs> uh, uh, striking the ball out the tee? Well, because I'm always slicing the ball. I'm always slicing left or right. I can't yeah. never get that thing to go for, for uh, straight. And most definitely, when I first started, now I'm, I'm averaging about two ninety three hundred off the tee. But the three hundred, damn. It's just like bowling, though. Like, you remember when you first start bowling? Well, you first start bowling and you first start learning how to hook the ball. You'll always either hook it off the lane, hook it all the way to the Brooklyn side. Like, you couldn't get it to the pocket, right, until you found a stroke for you that was comfortable for you, the speed that was comfortable for you, and then you could pretty much hit the pocket whenever you want to. It's the same thing. 
uh, somebody tried to tell me it's like, look, uh, I guess I'm, I'm turning my I'm turning my wrist right before I hit the ball or something like that. I need to keep my wrist straight. So uh, yeah, that it means when you coming through, your face of the club is open. Yeah, if that face yeah. is open, the ball is gonna go off to the. Uh, if you right handed, it's gonna go to the right. And if you left handed, it's gonna go to the left. Yeah, it, it's just with anything, bro. Anything in life is just when you first started. You figuring out the mechanics. You figuring out what's comfortable, what's not comfortable. And then once you get into your niche, it's, it is what it is. If you competitive, my whole thing is just like bowling. I got tired of people stumping the smoke in between my ears, so I started fighting back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to golf, I just know how to hit it just long and far. I'm top golf. That's it. I don't know. Shit. <laughs> oh, oh happy give more ass. <laughs> Before we get into the real Thanks. questions, Nate, P.O. wants to – I can't wait till he asked you this question just to hear your laugh. Go on and ask him, P.O., what you was going to ask him. <laughs> man, I was just shooting the shit, man. <laughs> well, oh, yes, answer. I asked nah, him. He, uh, oh. Nah, he, uh, nah, it's no big deal. I was just, uh, <laughs> you know, he was telling me that y'all was homeboys and you, uh, you originally from Chicago. I was like, oh, shit, did he grow up on O Block? That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, man, I stayed close by that. Uh, my people are originally from uh, the west side of Chicago. And, uh, when I was about 10, we moved to 63rd and King Drive, and then we moved out south. I, most of my life was spent out south on the south side of Chicago. South side. Okay, yeah, I got people on the south side, too. Yeah. Chicago, dope city. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a big, small city. Yeah, I can't uh, focus in the wintertime, but it's, it's a dope city, though. Uh, nigga, any, not even the winter. Anytime out of August. Big fan. No. <laughs> I'm straight. <laughs> hey man, how, how excited are you about your bells this season? Listen, bro, I'm watching every game. I'm watching preseason right now. I don't care how garbage time it is. I'm watching it because I need to see what these yeah. rookies doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm with it, man. I'm with. Hey, it. I, I mean, we got a reason to be excited. excited. You know, this the long time in a while. Because the dude that's on the TV right now. That that little that little hippie weirdo that's on the TV right now is out of my division. That's why I'm happy. <laughs> oh, you talking about Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, <laughs> you talking about? <laughs> you talking about? I'm sitting there thinking, like, who the hell is he talking about? <laughs> yeah, hey, Rod. Hey, Rod. So, man, I, I'm I'm just interested, man. You know, you my guy, but what? Well, first of all, go ahead and tell them about your like your barber shop and you know all that. Uh, I would say let me see the 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 way I would introduce myself is uh I'm a I'm a nine to five employee who figured a way to to buy back my time to purchase back my time. Um, I was working a job that I hated, couldn't stand. I only like like three people out of a thousand people that I work with. So it was, it was a dead end situation for me. And it was just, it was leaving that to situation. The situation was all the same scenario because I wasn't doing nothing that was fulfilling. Yeah. Uh, I fumbled into barbering just, just off a chance. Like maybe I could do this if I try and ended up loving it. I ended up falling in love with, with creating, you know, I paint, I draw. So barbering kind of came natural to me. But uh, it gave me an opportunity to spend more time with my daughter, spend more time with my wife, be available for my family. And um, the more I leaned into it, the more doors started opening. It, it originally 
started, like I said, just an opportunity to purchase my time back in three years or two years later. I had my own shop. I had uh, six barbers working in that shop. Um, I'm teaching. I co-host a barbering podcast. I travel the world cutting hair. Like, I done done a lot through barbering. Hold on. Uh, shout out that podcast. Get the name of that podcast right uh, quick. It's the I Cut My Way Out podcast live on Instagram every Wednesday night at 730 Central Standard Time. Available wherever you can find podcasts. Yeah. Man, it's dope. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, Mike was telling me that y'all used to work at uh, Nissan, so you kind of touched on it. Um, I was barbering something you always thought that you might want to do, or you really just kind of just looked on, looked up on it by like happenstance. Never thought about it ever. Um, I don't come from a barbering background. None of my family members are barbers. Um, my, my association with the barbershop didn't go any further than just getting my hair cut. And, um, I just, I was getting waves for a while. So I was watching all these YouTube videos and I noticed that majority of the guys that I was watching who was doing waving tutorials were barbers. And it's like, man, they look like their life is just free. Like they had a time. They can do what they want with their time. So I, uh, I was going to a beauty supply store to get a do-rag and some pomade. And it happened to be a, uh, adjacent to a barber school. I didn't even know there was a school for barbers. I didn't know that was a thing. Um, I'm from the south side of Chicago, so everybody I know that's barbers, they got they uh they they license in the penal system. So I figured that was the only way to get a barber's license. Either somebody taught you how to cut, or you went to prison. So uh, I seen it was a school in there, and I just you know on chance I was still working at Nissan. I walked in there, and no, actually I was working at a uh, Ajax Turner loading beer trucks, and I walked in there and hollered at him, and uh, he told me for three hundred and fifty dollars I could start. And shit, I, you know, came up with that bread and figured it out. And, you know, fast forward five years and I'm here now. Bro, you got so good at this. You got great at it quick. Like, I I tell people you're the best barber in the world. It's like you learn that shit in like two weeks. (laughs) I appreciate that. There's some slow cuts out there. I got some pictures of some absolute horror stories, man, but. Uh, it's, it's, it's like bowling and everything else that I do, bro. I got a competitive mindset and I have an addictive personality. So when I involve myself with something, I don't know how to half-ass involve myself. Yeah, man. It's, if y'all get a chance, go on his Instagram, shout a barber, man, and look at some of the, man, them haircuts. Is- I wish I could get my haircut. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? I'm glad you said that because you bald-headed. Hey, do anybody ever come in there? And ask you to put that fake ass hair or that wave cap. Hey, yeah. look, look, look. Remember, hold on. Remember, I said that I had some questions for his hair. That was one of the questions. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the questions. It was like, it was like, how do you feel about male male hair pieces? And I showed some ass. As a barber, I love them because you know I didn't. I, I mean, made a, a money money Yeah, I would say I'm sure. I'm sure. So you, so you do a lot of them. Not as much now because the weather ain't got so hot. <laughs> this but, uh, shit go slide off the head. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like having a hat on your head all year round. So, you know, this shit little... gonna be sliding <laughs> in the water. <laughs> me personally, bro, if it's if it's done tastefully and you take your time with it, yeah, it's it's a good situation. Plus, anything that gear. A man, a chance to be more confident. Confident, uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm with it. You know, I, I don't mind it because 
You got to think, women been wearing weaves and they, 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 they hair shit. Shit. Since, since the end of time, since the shit, beginning of the time. Yeah. What's the difference? Hey, she catfishing, you catfishing too. Y'all a catfish dinner. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's our time to catfish. <laughs> Yeah, nah, but uh, kind of piggybacking off of that though, uh, I'm just curious, like, how long do uh, like a a male unit last? Well, you got different ones. If you're doing one um, like a base model, it'll last you like a month and a half. If you do one that's more of a premium model, it can last you up to six months. Oh, damn. wait, wait, damn. So, hold on, how much does she cost? <laughs> For a, a simple model, it might run you like. Three hundred, and for uh, a premium model, yes. it might run you like twenty. your body wave, don't you? You But you got to think, think about it like <laughs> this, right? Do the math on it. If you're spending an average of forty dollars on a haircut every two weeks, take that forty dollars and divide it into six months. How much have you spent in six months versus if you spend a stack one time? And basically, imagine paying for your haircut one time. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Six months, you could come in every two weeks and get all you getting is your size touched up, and and that's included in your price. So it's actually cheaper than what. Wait, so 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 the three hundred you pay, you get like uh lineups and everything with with that and all that. In between, like you would pay for a lining, yeah, you would pay fifteen twenty dollars for a lining, but. Once you come in, me personally, if you come in and I see your size, then grow out to the point where you need more than a lining. I'm not going to charge you for a full haircut because I already hit you over the head for 300 to put it to install. Right, right, right. Oh, that's love, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, man, let, let, man, me, let love, me add something uh, right quick, man, because I, I, me and you have talked about this before. Why is it that people get mad at barbers and hairstylists for how much they charge now? Like it, everything costs more now. I, I was just about to say. So why <laughs> is it that they get mad at y'all? Like y'all don't have the right. Y'all don't like what y'all do now. It's not like a simple haircut. Like y'all pretty much doing art. Like this is motherfuckers haircuts and hairdos are way different than they were twenty ten shit five years ago. Like how do you deal with customers that get upset? that you charge them that like do you even fool with them or you just how you deal with them? <laughs> I'm I'm not opposed to having a conversation with you because I feel like everybody deserves respect, right? Even if you don't agree with something that I've placed forward as my standard, that doesn't mean you don't agree with me as a person. So I'm gonna leave you room to disagree. However, what I'm not gonna do is give you a platform where you can demean me because you don't agree with me. Right. Everything ain't for everybody. And if you somebody who not willing to pay for a premium service or pay for my time, pay for the time that it takes for me to be available to you, the time away from my family, how much I'm spending on tools, because just because haircuts gone up, people like to disassociate the cost of a haircut from the cost of the tools that it takes to get the haircut. They like to disassociate the cost of the space that I have to pay for in order to give you that haircut, the electricity, the everything that comes with it, the haircut. It's just a, a another element of a whole package thing that you're paying for. But what I've learned is the people who have a problem with the cost of a haircut or anything for that matter, if you really look at them as people, those are people who are price point shopping for everything in their life. They, those are people who 
they'll never know the feeling of having a brand new car because they always going to look for the used car that they can get for cheap. And really, they spending more money because they got to keep maintaining it to get it to run. Those are the people who going to be comfortable with renting for the rest of their life and telling themselves they saving money because they renting with rent going up. Those are the same people who don't have no idea what's happening with the taxes. They have no idea what's going on with the pay wages and how things are unbalanced. People making less money, but everything in the world costs them more. I just in a gas station the other day, a two dollar bag of flaming hot is six dollars and ninety nine cents in this gas station. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Star crunches. They used to be twenty five cent. Twenty five cent. Like one fifty. <laughs> and that's before taxes. Like real. Honey buns. I seen a honey bun today that was two nineteen. I said honey bun. Damn. That used to be forty nine cent. But that's why I tell anybody oh, yeah. that if you doing anything where you have to create the value for the service that you provide, that's anything. And I even extend this to people who work a nine to five, a traditional nine to five for a living. Did you know that when you go on your interview process in a traditional nine to five, you do have negotiating power with a lot of these companies, but they're not going to tell you what power you have to negotiate your wage because they don't expect you to know that. But you do. Yeah. You have the ability yeah. to tell them this, what you offer me isn't sufficient for my my experience or it's, it's not sufficient for what you asking me to do. Let's negotiate the terms of what you want to do if you're not willing to wiggle on the price or let's agree to the terms of what you want me to do for this job description. And you need to have some wiggle room on how much you're willing to pay me per hour to do it. Yeah, I think to add to that, a lot of people don't even know what they worth. Just period. And those are the people that's price point shopping. They have no idea of their own value. Let me ask you this. You can go outside right now, right? This is for everybody on this podcast, especially men. Women, I can't speak to because I don't do women's hair and I've never been a woman, so I can't speak to that, but I can speak as a man. As a man, if you go out and you spend Whatever you spend on your clothes, because men clothes traditionally cost more than women's clothes, right? Way more. Uh-huh. Facts. So if you go out and you buy you a pair of pants, a nice shirt, a belt, underwear, socks, and shoes, you upwards of three hundred dollars just on that one outfit. I would say five. On that one outfit. Yeah. But let me ask you. Depending on what you buy, yeah, you buy two, three. Yeah. Let me ask you. Matter of fact, let's make it cheap. We're going to make it cheap. You got everything from Walmart. You got a deal, $100 for the whole outfit, shoes included, right? It don't matter how far that outfit is. If your hair is not cut, are you going to feel confident in it? Nope. Uh, Nah. No. There goes your value right there. That's how valuable a haircut yeah, is. If you, if you don't if you don't have a fresh haircut, you at least gotta have um. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Because I'm not going something. out without my haircut. Something. <laughs> something. Me, you gotta me be I'm not going out without my haircut. If I'm going out, I'm like, what? Well, let me get the clippers out. You know what's crazy is is the same people, anybody, right? That that do that kind of stuff. You know when they'll spend that kind of money and won't think twice about it. We call them special occasion clients. Birthdays, holidays, and job interviews. Oh, so that's me. <laughs> that's me. When I go out of town, because any other town, I'm going to cut it myself. But that's because I'm bald and I can trim up my beard myself. But when I'm going out of town, when I'm, got that, uh, when I'm going out, if I got an occasion to go to, a, a networking event, something, a date, yeah, I'm going to go to the barbershop. Let me get real clean. Yeah, yeah so that, that in itself, just that thought process in itself – 
validates the value of what it is that you're getting at that barbershop. It, it does. Yeah, and most women, you know, if you ask, if you poll most women, they'll say the first thing look at the hair, the hair and the shoes. Yep. Yeah. Now, sure. Hair, shoes, and, and do they smell good? Hair and shoes, yeah. Yeah, I, would, I would be interested in that poll now that we're in 2023 because women are way more aggressive in this generation than they were, you know, a few generations ago. I don't I don't know if that's even 100 percent still the case. It is. I'm uh, still out here in these streets. I don't know. Me, me and you married. So I don't know. I don't <laughs> I'm know. still out here in these streets, man. Look, but I, I will say this. I, I, you know, I got a I got a stepdaughter and, you know. This generation, they don't know the shoe game like we do. They just buy them because they're expensive, but they do care about shoes, probably more than a half. Because some of this half, I don't know what the hell be going on with the half. But, yeah, they big on shoes, big on clothes, too. And that's mm-hmm. what makes me curious. Big on fashion, period. Yeah. Because you will, see, you will see a young girl, a girl in between the age of 21 to 18, and they have on – Expensive shoes, nice pants. The outfit will be together, but they have a bonnet on their head. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm so sick of bonnets. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand, you know, if you're in a hurry, you just run to the store real quick and going back to the house. But I'm, I'm tired of just these bonnets. Just so I, I, I got a gotta, fashion feature. <laughs> I gotta know what, what, <laughs> like bonnets. I'm not gonna lie, it don't really bother me. <laughs> I think it's funny, but. It bothers people so much. Why does bonnets bother people so much? It wasn't that. De- was it the Derrick Jackson thing? Is that where that stemmed from? Somebody his wife wanna, going out with a bonnet or something, and they made a big deal about it. Out of a people, they they. I, mean, I think it was the older generation. I, I think it was the older generation who kind of had an issue with it because like bonnets. They were robes out in the public. They were robes and curlers out in public back in the day. Big fat. Big long cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, you feel me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah rolls with the rollers in their hair. Yeah, you're right. You and pink rollers. Hell yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah, you. for sure. I know that for a fact. I got a sister. I got a mother. Think about it. Every generation breaks the expectations of the generation before them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right about that, man. So let me ask you this on a positive thing. What's the best thing about being a barber? Is it the interaction with people, different people that you get to meet? To me, the best thing about barber is two things. One is when you meet somebody who's interested in barbering and being able to be that soft landed for somebody who's coming into something that they unfamiliar with because I didn't hide it. Yeah. I, I asked when I first had the interest, I asked my barber that was cutting my hair at the time, you know, how did he feel about it? And you know what he told me? He, he, he gatekeeped it, gate kept it. He told me, he said, what you want to be a barber for? It's, it's too many barbers in the world, man. You, you good at Nissan. You got a great situation at Nissan. You need to stick to that and, and don't worry People about barbering. People think that are crazy. Man, they just don't even <laughs> go ahead. They have no idea. Get into that. Was your barber, no uh, let me ask you this. Was, was your barber an older cat? He was. 
He was. See, a lot of a lot of older cats, especially like the older generation, like they feel because that's what they know. Like they feel they they got a warehouse job, good job, good benefits, and like they just stick to it, like for like twenty, thirty years. So that's what yeah, they know. yeah. That's yeah. how they know. That's what that's what that. I mean, because that's the way it was back then. You know what I'm saying? You ain't really have options for that's real. That's, that's excuse exactly me, though, is that's coming from. The, the perspective of somebody who's already on the other side of entrepreneurship, I would understand that statement coming from somebody who has a, a work, go to work, uh, and go be home. grateful for what you got. Yeah. Mindset, and, right? and, and do it mindset. all over again every day, every day, every day. Same I, I thing. would understand that from somebody who's on that side of the line. But when I'm asking that question to somebody who's on the other side of that line, who's, who's, who's currently experiencing entrepreneurship, and what freedoms it allows you and what financial freedoms it, it makes available to you. And for me to be somebody curious on the other end of that, as as a, a young middle age, young to middle age, man, I think I was like I was right at 30 at the time. Right. Maybe 31 at the time. So it's not like I'm a young man asking you this. I'm young in the sense that I'm on a, I'm on a upside of 35 type. But at the same time, as a mature man asking another mature man or who I thought was a mature man on the side of entrepreneurship, this question to me, that mindset came from somebody who you don't want more competition out here because the more people available to do what it is that you do and willing to do it at a level that you're not willing to do, it makes it the pot that you got your hand in shrinks a little bit for you. Yeah. yeah that's where that's that's it coming from. That makes sense. That's how I took it when he said it to me. And really what he what he did, I'm grateful that he had that response because what he did, he lit a fire. Like I said, I, I have an obsessive personality and I'm extremely competitive. If you tell me I can't do something, bitch, let me show you what I can do. Well, well, let me tell you something. You can't. Uh, that Chicago can't, came up out of. <laughs> yeah, he did, did it. Yeah. You can't you can't bowl with us on Thursday nights. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You can't bowl with us on Thursday night at six thirty, uh, <laughs> starting in September. What you gonna do now? <laughs> now I do got, a, I do got a question though. I do got a question. Um, okay, so you know it's a thousand barbers out here. What sets you apart from the other barbers? What makes me be like, okay, I'm a, I ain't fucking with them. I'm fucking with Nate. Just like everything else, there's a thousand barbers out here, but it's only one me. It's only one me. The experience you're going to get with me, you're going to only get it with me. Can't nobody reproduce me. They can't mimic me. They can They can try their best to, they can be identical to the haircut I give them. They can decorate their space to be one in one identical to mine. But when you're talking to them, I appreciate that, bro. When you're talking to them and when you're having an experience with them, you engaging with them, nobody can be a copy of you authentically they can only be a, a, a facade version of you type like like with you i can have a conversation with a whole lot of people but it ain't gonna be the same as the conversation i have with you even if they pretending to be you it's just something unique about you and i lean into that 100 percent. i feel like that's the one thing that a lot of barbers in this industry nowadays don't do they they so gung ho about being what they see on social media that they take the them element out of it. And that's why they falling short in a lot of ways or they hitting the ceiling real fast because they can't figure out, man, why am I not 
receiving the success of these people that I'm seeing on social media. But the difference is the people that you're seeing on social media being themselves. Right, What's right. for you is for you. Can't nobody take that from you. God already ordained that to be yours. The only person that can stop you from getting what's yours at the end of your journey is you. You can get in your way. Right. And I and I thought I hear you preach, my brother. Man. Another element to that too, man. Another big element to that. A lot of us, especially black men, sometimes we just for whatever reason, whether it's pride, arrogance, we don't want to ask for help and we feel like we don't have the need to network. It's Absolutely. pride and arrogance. It's both of them. It is, man. Like, I feel it's important, especially us. I feel like we the, I, I feel like we kind of like the black sheep, like our age, because we, we breaking the chains of what we was taught and we trying to learn this new way of life and we just trying to go through it. And I think it's important for us to network. Like, I don't, nobody in my family would owns businesses or nothing like that, but I've took it upon myself to like learn the stock market and just go do things that I wouldn't talk to try to learn a different value in life that I can pass down to my kids to where they, I can say to them, if it's something that you want to do, go do it. Like the, if you want to start a podcast, only thing you got to do is get a laptop or a phone and start talking. You're a podcaster. Now, whether you want that podcast to be great or not, you got to go out there and put the work in, which is what we're doing. You got to network. You got to get to know people. I would yeah. add another element to that, too. Uh, in addition to not being willing to, especially when it comes to us as, as a people, not being willing to ask for help, not being willing to step outside our comfort zone. An element I would add to that is greed. A lot of people, unfortunately, amongst us, they're not willing to do anything if it doesn't have a return. Yeah, and I feel like yeah. that's what's holding us back the most is because you don't want to do something for the person to your left or your right because you don't feel like you it's going like to get something. It's going to benefit you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then everything shouldn't, in my opinion, bro, the whole purpose of everything you're doing in your life, you live in life for the generation behind you, right? So if, if me being associated, rather it's adjacent, or if it's just at a distance with something that you're doing that's going to make what you're doing better, I'm only helping a generation behind me, which is my purpose for living, is to pay it forward. Everything that I learn is my priority to hand it back to the generation coming up behind me so that they can avoid those hurdles and pitfalls, learn more, yeah. and then hand back double to the generation coming behind them. Yeah, that's it. I, that's I just the way wish they take the be. advice. <laughs> Yeah, that's the way it should. Nah, that's real talk though. Nah, I think, like you said, it's 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 pride, pride, arrogance. Like you said, greed. It's like, what am I getting back from this? And then two, it's probably a fucked up way of thinking. But I also think a lot of people, or a lot of men in general, um, think that okay, so such and such helped me out. Is he gonna like throw it back in my face one day? Like I think a lot of guys uh, think like that also too. Absolutely, and that's that's a broken mindset, bro. I, I, and that comes, hell, that comes from uh, trauma from <laughs> previous years. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that is shit you go through. You you've been through shit like that before, so now you think everybody's like that. I got a question with that, right? With that in mind, mm -hmm. the question is, how long as an adult do you get to blame your way of being currently? 
on your traumas. Whew. Look here. Let me tell you something. Uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm gonna speak for me. 42 years. Cause it finally took me 42 years to motherfucking, uh, go, go talk to somebody and get me a, a therapist and try to, you know what I'm saying? Quit blaming others for the shit that really I done. So, you know what I'm saying? What, what for me, it was 42 years. Uh, I, I, initially, honestly, a relationship. She, uh, honestly, a relationship. She was, she had pointed it out to me and, you know, she live and die about therapy and I wanted to be better for her. So that's a, that's the initial reason why I done it. Now that we're not together, I'm doing it for me. Man, I, I'm still, I'm still attending therapy. I cannot apply that more, bro. To me, that, that, that's a sign of a strong man. That's a, that's a sign of a strong person, somebody willing to see where they can improve they self, themselves, or have you said, you know, my education is Chicago bound. Don't, don't judge me. Yeah. Fuck y'all. But I look, mean, I, mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, I was going to say, Hey man, hey, fuck. I mean, I'd be a barber, man. You, you might need to, uh, uh, see about being a motivation to speak on the side. Right, man. right, right. You're going to get spitting some, some gems, <laughs> like real talk. I, I, I told him, man, dude, do he, he, that's what he need to do. Nah, man, I, but, I, just, uh, I, I get floors dirty and talk to kids, man. And I feel like at 30, 36 years old, I lived a lot of life. I think everybody on this podcast, be it, I can hear it in the conversations. I feel safe saying that everybody on this podcast has a, a dominant personality, right? I think that most yeah. people, men and women who have that personality trait live life real fast right so you experience a lot of stuff in your life that kind of mentally and emotionally prepare you for what your life is supposed to be moving forward you just don't know why you're going through it because you're just living life right you crashing out you failing you reaching too far you overfilling your plate you're doing all the things all the signs of living a fast life but once you get to the other side and you start to realize that, okay, these things that I've done has positioned me in this place. Now, how can I fix, take this, this whole ball of, of yarn and straighten it all out so I can see where the yarn is broken and I can fix those broken pieces. To me, people who live like a, a lot of life real fast is you have a higher responsibility to make sure that the, the youth coming up and the youth that that get the chance to talk to you is guided in the right direction the worst person to me is a person that'll watch somebody else crash out right nah for sure for sure yeah. nah I, I definitely agree with that like to me that that's just whack and that, that just to me i mean you just a, a fucked up human being like you know if you've been through the pitfalls and the struggles and you see another person going through similar pitfalls and struggles, like, why would you not hell, give him some advice? Advice is free. Just give him some advice. You never know. That advice could probably steer him or her in another direction to avoid those same pitfalls you went through. Absolutely. And I life. think too, too many people go through that mindset, like y'all mentioned earlier, where they'll see it and they may even have a desire to say something, but because they still suffer from a broken mindset, They'll, they'll stand in their own way by feeding themselves the narrative that, nah, you know, if, if they won't help their ass or nah, I don't know how they're going to respond. They'll, we'll come up with a thousand excuses why not to intervene or say anything. But my whole thing is 
Yeah. You ever heard the saying, ask for uh, forgiveness, not permission? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather say something to you, even as a grown man, because being a barber, I come into contact and I have a lot of conversations with a lot of people, all different ages. Even if you are 20 years my senior and we having a conversation and I hear something in that conversation that that I have some experience in my life with. I'm at a point now where I'm comfortable with myself enough where I'm not afraid and I'm not willing to feed myself excuses because I'll carry that around with me for the rest of the week. Like, damn, I should have said something to them. Maybe some have I've been in experiences in my life coming from Chicago where I've watched I've my friends have died. And when I go back and think about it, it's like, man, maybe if I would have said something at this point, they maybe possibly would have made a different decision at that point. But because I never said nothing or because I made all these excuses as to not to say something. Now, my friend gone. They they life lesson wasn't for them to learn. It's for everybody else to learn, because the lesson they learned was the last lesson that they was ever going to receive in life. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, that's that's real talk. Deep too. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Mm-hmm. Uh, what brought you? Uh, I mean, we kind of got a little deep, but uh, just curious though for people that don't know, such as myself. Uh, what brought you to um, <laughs> Nashville or Murfreesboro? <laughs> man, Tennessee in total is uh. Chasing my wife, man. I was chasing them sugar walls all over the country. Goddamn, I couldn't let her get away. <laughs> sugar walls. I ain't never heard it. Let me write that down. I'm going to have to remember that. Man, that, that's <laughs> Chicago <laughs> pimp talk right yeah, there. Yeah. You got you to have on Stacey Adams to say that. She came down here for uh for college. She wanted to go to a historically uh, African-American college. And what she uh, go to, Fisk or TSU? TSU. Okay. Oh, yeah. Go Big Blue. What you said. And um, I wasn't doing nothing in Chicago, man, crashing out, being a, a crash dummy. And every time she would come home, she would be more mature. And she would always say, you know, stuff might change for you if you change your environment. Stuff might change. And this, this was, we was young, bro. So it's like, I ain't trying to hear that. You know how that go. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm getting this. I'm doing this. Da, 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 da. And eventually I got into a situation in Chicago that I I got to see the other side of life that I had been ignoring all that time. And it was like, you know what? Maybe she right. So the next time she came, man, I just packed a bag and came down here and I've been here since. Oh, shit. That's what's up. Hey, I, I never fought a man for uh, chasing uh, the love of his life. That's real talk. The, the sugar walls. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Sugar water. <laughs> Just sugar I'm gonna have to start using it. <laughs> hey, uh, but uh, hey, so you you treat a lot of people with uh with because I can have a beard. I love my beard. I like my beard to be you know what I'm saying soft and moist and smell good. Uh, you have any products that you suggest for men with beards and just hair products? Period for men. Yeah, he gave me some. I do. I got. I got some beer oil that I um I formulated myself, but I'm gonna give you some free game, right? You can always come to Murfreesboro and purchase my beer oil, or even come and I give you some because I'd rather you have it just so you can see what it can do, right? But free game is 
you could go to the beauty supply store and what you want to do with your beard is always think about not the beard hair, but where the hair is growing from. The skin, the pores and underneath the healthier your skin is, the healthier the pores are, the healthier the hair growing out of the pores will be. So first thing is your diet. Your diet is the most important thing to your, your water, y'all. <laughs> your health requires stress. Are you stressing? If you stressing, that's gym, y'all. <laughs> man, that's a direct um reason why a lot of guys don't grow hair at at a, a sustained rate is because they're stressing. On top yeah. of that, you got gen, uh, your genetics. Are the men in your family bearded men? Are the men in your family men with a whole lot of hair? If not, then, you know, genetics play a role in it. But product wise, I would say the best regimen to get is vitamin E oil, mm -hmm. jojoba oil, and peppermint oil. Those jo three oils. What was jojoba. it? Jojoba. Jojoba is, uh, J-A-J-O-B. I think it's J-O-J-O-B-A. Yeah, jojoba oil. Okay. But all those oils are healthy for the skin first. And then they feed nutrients to the pores for the hair to be healthier. Gotcha. All right. So, man, what is, uh, to switch gears, like, what is your podcast? Like, what is the main thing that your podcast is about? I'll be watching it. The one you had last night was dope, man. That that girl, I went on her Instagram page. She cold. Oh, yeah. She's serious, bro. Yeah. She 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 cold with them clippers, buddy. She's serious. But I think the premise of the podcast is, one, you hear a lot of people say, we're doing it for the culture. We're doing it for the culture. We're doing it for the culture. But they never can tell you what they're doing for the culture. Right. Yeah. People didn't use we doing it for the culture as like a, a tag phrase. It's, it became just this thing to say to make you sound more uh air quotations authentic, right? I think the premise of the podcast is to actually do something for the culture of barbering, meaning a problem in barbering has plagued the industry where the hair and beauty industry really all together is it's real clickish. Everybody want to associate with their own type or their own group or their own shop or their own whatever, whatever. Nobody is really stepping out, opening those doors of communication to people that you wouldn't otherwise communicate with and creating those networks. For me, the podcast is a platform where we can bring on not only barbers who've made it to the tippy top of the, of the, of the you know, uh, pyramid but for the barbers who starting out and everybody in between to be able to use that platform to say, hey, this is me. This is what I do. This is my mindset. If you somebody who share those ideas or you somebody who had a similar mindset, a thought process, I'm open to networking. Right. And it creates that network, because to me, I think the biggest accomplishment that the podcast is is bound to do is to make the end product for the clients better. Happier barbers produce happier services, happier or more um, quality services and more quality experiences. The more we feed the clients and keep the client happy, the more the client feeds the network. I mean, feeds the mm -hmm. industry and, and one hand washes the other. But if we continue to let the industry go in a direction where it's so much division, 
that the client starts to buy into that division as well. Eventually you saturate the industry and ain't nobody doing nothing in it. People, people find that, you know, I just come on here at home because I don't want to deal with the stress of going to the barbershop and figuring out who I'm going to deal with. Cause I go in the shop and the barber I'm used to dealing with, he ain't there. But if I go sit in somebody else chair, he going to have a problem with it. And if I go in there and this and that, who want to deal with all that's too much stress, bro. People come in there to get a haircut. So let's not make the, the environment counterproductive, bro. Let's open the lines of communication. Cause to me personally, right now, if one of y'all took a trip, I probably at the point where I am now, I probably know somebody in the city that you're going to that I could recommend you to to go get your haircut on a personal level. I can call them and say, Hey, my man, Mike and James and, uh, uh, what is it? T.O. or P.O.? P.O. P.O. My homies, they're going to be in Vegas. What's going on, bro? This shot. I'm, I'm just trying to make sure you can line them up, get them together so they can, you know, get ready for the strip. And oh, it's gonna so be, I'm glad you said Vegas because I'm going to slide down there August 24th. So uh, I'll be here. And I, I bang my homeboy <laughs> Fresh Cuts Don Daly and he going to get you in the door. Yeah, what's up? I, 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 I hit you. I up. mean, quick question though. Uh, I mean, kind of, you kind of spoke on it, but I've always wondered this and wanted to ask. So I know it's like kind of always been like an unsaid, unwritten rule. Like, you know, if you have a barb you fuck with, don't fuck with nobody else in the shop. I mean, is that truly a thing or do y'all at this point, do y'all really in 2023, do y'all not give a fuck? Like, 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 how does that really go about? It's still a big divide with that. Me personally, that's some sucker shit. Because at the end of the day, if you can't look me in my face and tell me your goal is to provide the best service for the client, if you're not comfortable with that client going to somebody else who's in a better position and giving them what they need when you're not, you're full of shit, right? So to me, I feel like if if the client is loyal to me, it don't matter who they go to when I'm not available. They're going to come back to me. They're going to come back. You know it. You know but it. if if you in a situation where you got to go to a funeral and I'm, I'm off because I'm sick or I got something to do where I can't get to you. Or even if I'm just booked and I'm unavailable to, to be available for what you got going on. If I call myself loyal to you, like you loyal to me and I'm keeping your best interest first, why wouldn't I recommend you to somebody that can give you what you're looking for when you need it? Yeah. Is that simple? No, that's real. No, nah, that's real talk. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, cause, uh, I came up here. I came up there to get a haircut from Nate, and then he sent me to uh, another a barber in there. He got me tight. I ain't gonna lie, he he got me tight. Cause Nate was busy, he got me in there. And that's how you it's supposed don't have to have no hair though, nigga. Man, man, look here. I got a beard and a beard. You know what else I think that is too. And and I spoke about this on the podcast, <laughs> and it, it it caused a whole riff with guys because. I notice anytime you poke a man's insecurity, they throw their defenses up, right? Yeah, I think always. part of that, right? And this, this is just, this just my opinion, and you know I stand on it. Part of that is insecurity in that barber, right? They know deep down that they may not be doing everything that they need to do to keep you yeah. as a client, uh, right? Uh-huh, so that uh-huh. they have a fear, even if they don't say it out loud. They have a fear or insecurity that if you get in somebody else's chair, you're going to get fulfillment in those areas that they're not fulfilling. Because mm-hmm. they bullshitting. 
because they bullshitting. But they, uh, they instead of being willing to 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 feel the voice that you know you not feeling, I'd rather just make you feel some kind of way because you being disloyal to me. It's it's just like a a, a battered relationship, a, a manipulative spouse or a, um, a narcissistic spouse. Mm-hmm. I'm going to manipulate the situation to make you feel bad about making a decision for you. For you. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, damn, yeah. for real? You going to go to so-and-so? Like, I thought you fucking yeah, that's some <laughs> that's some sucker shit, man. It is. Yeah, it is. So, man, we going we gonna to get you out of here. I'm going to ask you a couple of fun quick. First of all, they always get on my ass about this, man. What do When you have an off day, I like to watch fishing shows. What what do you watch on TV? Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> it's going to fuck you up, bro. It's going to fuck you up. Please. Right sir. now. Right now, bro. I have fell into this loophole that I've been watching beekeeping videos on YouTube, bro. Man, that's worse than me, man. Bee. Like, like, I swear like, to God. Like, do, you you smoke? do you smoke? I swear to God. Nah, not do no more, nah. Not no more. That's not, that that that, that sounds like some shit. Like when you real high, you just be looking like, damn, this shit interesting well, as hell. Guess. How the hell did you fall down a uh uh? First of all, what is, what is yeah? What is, what channel are you watching that has bees? Now he said YouTube, so he must have felt. Oh, okay. So you just so you just. Bro, what, I, what, I was on yeah, YouTube one night. One of them long nights where I had like six, seven kid cuts back to back to back, so my back hurting. I'm tired. I'm annoyed. My wife just had back surgery, so she can't, you know, she she need help doing stuff. My daughter out of school, so she running around the crib like a chicken with her head cut off. My dog yeah. bumping into everything, knocking everything over. So finally, when the night calmed down, I was on YouTube and I was watching golf videos. And it, for some reason, the algorithm algorithm recommended me beekeeping videos bro and i watched an hour and 30 some minute video on beekeeping and i've been watching them since <laughs> i actually delivered i actually delivered to about seven beekeepers on my route and one of them gave me honey i still ain't tasted it yet when, when that's probably the best did. honey you gonna ever have in your life and it's healthier for you it is you know when i asked you that question i, I didn't think it was gonna make me feel better about watching fishing videos i'm glad i asked Man, I'm glad I was able to help, man. Yeah, man. So like, y'all niggas were talking. <laughs> it's hell. The last question, man, last question, and we're gonna get you out of here. What is a topic that you would like for us to discuss on a future podcast that we haven't talked about before? From the episodes I listen to, man, I, I love what y'all doing. And the the biggest topics that I've heard y'all discuss have been the topics. Um, the battle of the sexes, of course, are always real good topics. Topics is good to hit a difference in opinion on those. I really love the episode when y'all was talking about um, mental health, African American mental health uh, during Mental Health Month. I, I would love to hear more content about not necessarily just the problems that plague us as a race or as a people or whatever the case may be, but what are some of the solutions? What are some tangible solutions from y'all perspective that can be implemented on a on a singular basis that can make an impact with other people around you? We can do that. That's a good one. Man, this man deep as hell, boy. God. Hey man, I ain't finna invite no slow on here. That's my guy, man. 
Hey man, I will, man, you know I love you. I ain't even got to tell you that. You already know that, man. You like a little brother to me. But tell everybody where your where's your shop? Where you I'm located a, I'm, at? I'm located in uh Murfreesboro, Tennessee, four oh one East Vine Street, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, Studio three Studio three one two barbershop. If you have trouble finding the barbershop, you can locate me on Instagram at Shy the Barber. C H Y T H E B A R B E R and that's on every platform. Uh Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, uh Snapchat, everywhere you can you can do social media, you can find me there. If you got a problem finding it or you just want to chop it up or you got something you want to talk about, just hit me up, man. I'll respond to DMs. I'm a real person, bro. Like I talk to people and I listen. So whatever it is, I'm available. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's not a uh, that's an odd combination. People don't usually do that. It's either or is what they do. They listen good or they talk. Yeah, hey, we gonna we gonna do that live show, man. I ain't forgot. Most definitely, whatever y'all want to do, it, man. The shop is available, bro. Yeah, it, it's, oh. it's us on the show, fool. Oh yeah, <laughs> my he bad, high, man. He hot, man. You gotta man, how, hold on. How you know I'm hot? How we heard? I've been light. hearing you blow, fool. Right, we heard the oh. light. <laughs> my bad. You sound like a Lil Wayne mixtape every time I get on the podcast. <laughs> look, I had what I said last podcast. I was like, hey, I want to be like Lil Wayne mixtape. Yeah, that's gonna be uh, you know, even spit man. some shit. Hey man, I th- this was fun. I I appreciate you for real for coming on the show, man. I appreciate y'all, man. And, and, I, more and I need a haircut. I, <laughs> I got you. I appreciate y'all doing what y'all doing because we need more brothers voicing intellectual thoughts, but also being real. You know what I mean? Being able to have a conversation that everybody don't have to agree with and y'all don't even have to agree with each other. It's okay to agree to disagree. I think a lot of times we get caught up in it. If you don't agree with my opinions, then you wrong. It's okay to have your own opinion. It's okay to have your own thoughts. And we don't have enough of that. We get too much of our information from people who don't know what the experience is for us. So to have a platform with brothers who know the experience and can speak to the experience that you don't even know how much you may be helping other people listening because somebody, the girl last night, and it's, I'm going to leave it on this. The lady we had on last night, she said something that's been sticking with me since we talked to her yesterday. You ever heard the story of the starfish? Mm-mm. No. So the story of the starfish go like this, and, and I may get some of this wrong, but from what she said, it was this. There was a young boy walking down a beach line and it was lined up with all these starfish that had got washed out the water. So the young boy was picking up the starfish, throwing them back in the water. He picked up one, throw it in the water, go to the next one, pick it up, throw it in the water. And over a time of doing this and doing this and doing this, it didn't seem like he was making no, no impact on these starfish. So an old man who was watching them came and told him, why you keep wasting your time with them starfish? You, you not doing nothing to change nothing. That matters to nothing. So won't just stop. You, you wasting your time. And a little boy looked at the old man and said, it may not matter to all the starfish, but it matters to this one. Picked up another one and threw it in the water. And I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> hey, man, like, like Mike said, man, hey, it's definitely it's, it was a pleasure. Glad you was able to 
join. Uh, like I said, you've definitely been speaking facts. Hey, that starfish story, just everything you said, uh, whoever's been listening, I'm pretty sure they're going to walk away feeling blessed and entertained. So hats off to you, salute to you. Uh, wish nothing but the best in life, my brother. Uh, definitely, uh, it was a pleasure getting to know you today. I appreciate yeah, y'all go get y'all haircut, man, by anybody in that shop, for real, though. Yeah, they Studio code. 312. They do their thing. Studio 312, man. Love you, my brother. We out, Love man. You too, bro. Y'all hey, 